Hey everyone, welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host Kirby Lupel. Kirby, Panthers up 3-1. Obviously a tough loss in game four, that second game at home. Uh, obviously some fans are a little bit concerned, but how are you feeling today and how are your thoughts after those uh, two games uh, at the FLA Live Arena? Not too bad there, David. We're um, missing one of our partners here today, Ryan. Um, I think he's at a movie. I'd have him working in the film session right now, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess he's not here to brag about his uh, standings lead on us in the FLA Cats uh, hockey pool here, which uh, <laughs> Ryan's led from start to end. But uh, we do miss Ryan here and uh, hope to see him on the next podcast. Yeah, I know Ryan was at the games. He was mentioning the last podcast he wanted a troll with some leaves, so... Not sure if he ended up doing that. Probably did, but we'll find out maybe next episode. But like you said, Kirby, I mean, uh, pretty good week, I guess we could say, to be a Florida Panthers fan. Last time we recorded, the Panthers had wrapped up a 2-0 uh, series lead in Toronto. We're coming back home to South Florida. Game three, the uh, atmosphere was electric. Everyone was ready to uh, go up 3-0 on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they did that, obviously, through some some battles during that game. Toronto got, got off to a a lead in the first period. Sam Lafferty got his first of the of the playoffs. And uh again, the Panthers were playing that comeback cats that they they tend to pump that a lot during the game. Uh, comeback cats did it again in game three, obviously with Duclair getting a big goal, finally getting some speed uh in behind the Toronto defense on a power play, to be exact, and a beautiful pass from Aaron Ekblad. So I got two points on that one, Kirby. I thought I was feeling good. Yeah, my two points, Duclair, Aaron Ekblad got me two points. I'm like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna be feeling it the rest of the night. And credit to Toronto, they got a uh, a goal like later on in that second period to make it two one. That was Eric Gustafson's first of the season or of the playoffs. And then uh, playoff Carter, like we like to call him, and Goldie likes to call him, got one. I think he was with his behind Kirby. Am I yeah, right? Off the that? booty, yeah, from from Gudis there. All right, a big clapper from Gudis hit off the brain. <laughs> Some of our defensemen are just missing wildly, and that was one that just we got a, a fortunate bounce there that uh, worked <laughs> in our favor. So I know that's been bothering me a little bit these playoffs. You know, Forsling, Gudis, and you know our lesser likes defense that don't put up as many points missing the net. But uh, that one was a good miss that bounced off of Verhage there's backside. Yeah, a nice booty bump to uh, get a nice deflection past. At the time was uh, Wool and. You know, I forgot to mention at the top, Samsonov had started that game, got injured by his own player. Not sure who it was, Kirby. I, I didn't see. Oh, uh, Luke Shen off of was memory? Maybe, yeah, maybe been. it was Shen. Kind of crashed into him, trying to stop Verhage on a breakaway. And Samsonov did not return, did not return to that game and has not returned to the series since uh, since that event. So, Wool came in and uh, Panthers lit him up right away. Like I said, Duclair got in behind, scored a goal for Hagee, got one off his bum. And into overtime, we went Kirby. And I know I had mentioned this in the Discord at the time that the Panthers have not won an overtime game at home since 1996, never at the current FLA Live Arena. That's uh, crazy with all the overtime games the Panthers have had and game sixes, game sevens, game fives. Yeah, yeah just yeah. so many times you could have. Uh, put them away in an overtime and who else to do it but the guy that had the most power play goals in the regular season the guy that's been lighting it up the lamp uh for us this playoff so far is sam reinhardt a beautiful play that was flung out from behind the net i think uh into the neutral zone reinhardt kind of cradled it made a couple moves i know the toronto media 
bashed a lot of those players that just failed to put any pressure on Reinhardt. Swung it around Wolf. Lundell was the first one there. And a beautiful wraparound from Sam Reinhardt to uh, send the FLA Live Arena into pandem- in pandemonium. Excitement. I got it on film. I was Every time the Panthers would come into the zone, Kirby, late in the third or in that overtime, I'd just press record, just getting ready, ready for yep. whatever moment it was. And fortunately enough, I got a beautiful shot of that goal. And uh, nice. the excitement in the arena was was electric for sure. And, and you had to hold on for that one because it was nice work by Reinhardt in the neutral zone. Again, Ekblad, you mentioned him earlier um, on on the other goal there to declare just to get it up to Reinhardt. Reinhardt just made it like individual play. You don't see that too many times from players in, around the league. You know, we're, we're giving high praise on this goal here, but like the Nate McKinnons, Connor McDavid's making like something out of literally nothing. And right. yes, some of the Leaf players did get criticized. TJ Brody was one, like not to put a body on Reinhardt there. Smart play by Lundell when it got wrapped around to him and just to give it right back to Reinhardt on the wraparound. You can't really... Uh, blame Joseph Wall on that one. He's been really good in net, you know, for the Leafs. Yeah. Just kind of got caught from one side of the post to the other, and, and great play by Reinhardt. And I think that's more on the on the Leafs and the defense of not of giving him the wrong lane there behind the net exactly. for him to kind of have that that move. But it, it's not easy to do that to kind of wrap come come around the net, wrap around and finish. Yeah. And Sam Reinhardt, that third line has been the story of this series. It's unbelievable because I said coming in, the Panthers were kind of at a disadvantage if. If the Leafs were going to run Matthews' first line, Tavares' second line, and then O'Reilly, that third line, he's got Stanley Cup championship experience. He's played very well since coming in for the Leafs, played very well in the Tampa Bay series. But you got to say that line of Reinhardt, uh, Lundell, and um, Lusterine. and thank you. That's got to be like the line of the series because we saw the second line for the Panthers heat up early and cool off. And then, you know, the Barkoff line's come and gone. Right. Uh, throughout this series, that third line of the Panthers, it's got to be the best line for either team in this series. Yeah, I'd say the most consistent. Uh, I know in game two, Lundell got on the score sheet plus an assist. And then on game three, Reinhardt gets the game winning goal. Not just that, they've just been pressuring really well, keeping the puck in, in uh, Toronto's defensive end and just pretty much bullying whatever line they go up against. So really excited for that line to see what they do moving forward here. Um so Sam Reinhardt gets that game-winning goal up 3-0. Panthers fans are feeling great. First time in a long time, I think, ever that the Panthers have gone up 3-0 on a team, let alone sweep somebody. So yeah. the feeling was good going up 3-0. We felt like that uh, two games in Toronto were very crucial for us. We felt good coming back. And what a way to respond in the first overtime win at FLA Live Arena in a long time, Kirby. So we were excited going into game yep. four. And just you... before that game four there, David, uh, Panthers, no penalties in that right. game three. And there was a funny clip that I tweeted out with Goldie uh, asking Bennett, uh, no penalties. And he's like, what are you <laughs> talking about me or the team? <laughs> because we've been on that all year, right? The penalties thing yeah. that we learned from the Calgary Flames um, uh, podcast crew that we were on earlier in the season with. So we br- brought that to the community. So big thing for the Panthers. I don't know if they went this year without having a minor penalty, at least not in the second half of the year. That's, you know, second most penalized team, I believe, this season. So, again, that's key for the Panthers to keep the game 5-on-5. Five five. For sure, like you said, I don't think I can remember a time the Panthers have gone a game without a penalty uh, in 60 minutes So and plus overtime. So credit to them. They stuck to the plan, up 3-0, feeling good. The, the community's buzzing. Uh, again, we had to wait a little bit from that Sunday win to Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday. So kind of a few days in between of a lull kind of – you know, when is it, when is it, when is it, when is it coming, waiting, waiting, waiting. And then Wednesday came and 
again, the energy in the arena early was there. A lot of let's go Panthers, a lot of, uh, you know, waving of the towel. So the energy was there. I know that the team had mentioned after game three that the, the building was great. They hope to see that in game four. A lot less Toronto fans, I would say, Kirby, in game four for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, credit to Toronto. I think they had a game plan. They were, uh, you know, playing with their backs against the wall. The pressure of the media was there. I know Mitch Marner was quoted as saying, we're not paying attention to you guys. We're just, you know, focusing on what we have to do in here. And, you know, now they're feeling that that kind of, uh, you know, no-lose scenario here that, listen, we have nothing to lose. We're going to play a more cautious game. And I think that's exactly what they did in game four, Kirby, uh, playing, I guess, more conservative, you know, behind the puck. I know that they had their guys that are deeper in the lineup playing bigger minutes uh, compared to Marner and Matthews playing, you know, 24, 25 minutes. I saw that they were only around 19, 20. So they had guys like Ryan O'Reilly, Achari, uh, guys like that in the 17, 18 minute range that, you know, were getting grinding minutes for them which I think helped them in the end solidify that win. So uh, Panthers fall two, two to one to Toronto in game four. Um, scoreless first period there. And then finally Toronto gets a power play Kirby and yep. who else but Nylander. I guess we can call him Nylander because that's his name, but the referee's knee kind of helped him in that call. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's I- the first core four goal for the Leafs. If you count Tavares, Nylander, Matthews and Marner, right? First one of the series. Yeah, and and it kind of caught me off guard that that play where I saw that I don't know who it was was going behind the net. I think it was Bunting was going behind, yeah. you know, trying to swing the puck around the glass, and all of a sudden I just see the puck bounce in front of Bobrovsky, sprawling everywhere. And I'm like, what just happened? And I didn't. It took me a few minutes to see that to realize that it actually hit off the referee's knee and just an unlucky unlucky play. I mean, you can't really fault anyone. Just Kind of one of those wacko plays that just happen sometimes. Yeah, and... I had to look at the replay on that, David, to see if Nylander like stick maneuvered or stick handled there, but it was pretty much on his stick, off his stick, back of the net, with yeah. Bob trying to fight it and fight it off, but he couldn't get enough of it and it got over his whatever shoulder or whatever. Yeah, so... I think the original shot hit the post and then off yeah. ricocheting okay. the post hit off of Bobrovsky's back. So a bit of an unlucky play there for sure. Again, Toronto scores first in that game. I think that's three games in a row, Kirby, that Toronto has scored first. Uh, yeah, they look good in that uh, game two when they came out 2 nothing. there, scored, mm-hmm. what, two goals in the first five minutes or something like that game. Right, right, right. So, again, the Panthers fault or trail, you know, in the first, uh, you know, half of the game there. one nothing. Again, the arena still felt that kind of momentum in the in the arena. Uh, a lot of chances the Panthers had that they kind of took for granted. I know I was talking with you, Kirby, in spaces briefly uh, the night of the game, just how maybe the sele- the shot selection just was a little mm-hmm. bit hesitant from some players. I know, although Barkov had six shots on goal, you felt like he had a couple chances in tight, maybe on a two-on-one, take the shot instead of looking for the pass. So I know Verhage had one. I think Nick Cousins had one right between the dots that mm-hmm. instead of shooting, pass it up. So... I think that's there. That about. was a nice breakup by um I I, I want to say Shen on that one mm. where he kind of had an opportunity there. So the Leafs had 21 block shots, David, and it really reminded me of game two last year. Not to bring this up again, but against Tampa Bay, I think they had 24 block shots in that game. And it just showed a level of desperation from Toronto that we haven't seen in this series. And probably the Panthers haven't seen in a playoff game since dating back to game two last year against Tampa. A lot of eerie similarities with that one, other than obviously the ending in that game last year against Tampa. But a lot of um mm-hmm. a lot of things that kind of 
drew me to that game where this time, you know, our season was on the line last year. If we were going to go down 2 nothing going back to Tampa, the season obviously was on the line for the Leafs here if it wasn't already in game three where they had to give that desperation effort. So full marks to the Leafs on um, just their defensive structure, their neutral zone. A lot of their forwards like Marner and their star guys were coming back a little bit harder on pucks, back-checking. And yeah, this is the type of effort that Toronto had to display. We didn't know if they would with all these extended days off. This right, series right. has been broken up really weird compared to last year where we had like a back-to-back with Tampa. This year, there's been a lot of days off. So you're wondering like, which team does that kind of favor? But yeah, the Panthers, like you said, David, um, the, you know, la- uh, not taking enough shots, kind of passing up shots. They're also really sloppy with a lot of passes where they could have had like semi breakaways or breakaways, yeah. um, just different things that weren't connecting. Uh, just brought me back to a last year a lot where pucks are bouncing over sticks, over passing, you know, being very um, selective on our shots. And I thought the Leafs did a good job of neutralizing the Panthers forecheck because that's yeah. been the key in the series. When the Panthers have got the Toronto zone, they've got pucks turned over forecheck. And like you said, we've said that stat last podcast, they, they lead uh, these playoffs and goals after turnovers after like five seconds. Right. So right. Panthers weren't able to kind of do that in game four. So full marks to the Leafs to kind of, which I'm going to say is they brought their best effort, but let's see if the Leafs can replicate that. Cause again, the Panthers only need one more win. Yeah. And I mean, I think across the board, I talked to you uh, before we started recording, I felt like it was another one of those 50, 50 games that both teams were playing pretty well. It wasn't where one team, it wasn't much of a running gun game, obviously in a two, one game, you got to give credit to defenses and goaltenders. And like you said, block shots. I know there was one play where Giordano, I think he was on our power play. He was ready to clear the puck out and his stick snapped. Yep. And all of a sudden it turned into a three on two with Giordano with no stick and Sam Reinhardt shoots in. I don't know how Giordano got his hand on the puck and, you know, it was an easy save for Wool. So just kind the, of broad, the broadcast said that could have been like destined for top shelf there. If yeah. Giordano doesn't try to break that play up. Kind That's of what I'm saying. Kind of where the, the breaks that the Panthers were getting, they weren't really able to capitalize on. Uh, but it wasn't too much difficulty for Wool either. I don't think he, yeah, he had 20, mm-hmm. 23 out of 24 saves, but I can't think of any off the top of my head that were like, wow, that was a, a goal saving save. You know, I think it was just oh. kind of like what you enjoy Kirby, just good old neutral zone battling around the boards, not uh, too many goals kind of hockey, I guess you could say. And yeah, that's kind of I like, that, I like that three to two game better. Cause it was a little bit more clean, David, mm-hmm. with a little bit more excitement mixed in. I just think as good as Toronto played, I don't think the Panthers played well in that game. So I want to see like a better effort from the Panthers in like a C or a C minus level grade. I remember a couple plays in that game. Bennett had that one where he walked out in the corner and then Barkov got a turnover, but wasn't able to capitalize and bounced over his stick or wasn't able to do something. That was early in the game where I thought it was really even. I was happy with the first you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Shots were even. There was good flow both ways. But the Panthers just didn't build off of that. And we've seen them build off of slow starts or kind of those neutral zone games where it's back and forth. And then there's then they kind of ramp it up. And we kind of seen that more in game three than we did in, in game four. Yeah, like we mentioned, Toronto comes away with a 2-1 win. Mitch Marner got his uh, third of the playoffs. It's halfway through that third period, put the Panthers behind 2-0. Reinhardt got a goal just about two minutes after that. The arena, again, was feeling good. I know uh, Sheldon Keith calls his timeout immediately right after that Sam Reinhardt goal to kind of slow the game down, give them a, a breath of fresh air, just kind of just you know, realize. Because like I said, as soon as we scored, the arena was buzzing for four or five minutes of 
you know, let's go, let's go. And, and, and you could yeah. feel that the arena and the team was going to build off of that. So credit to Keith there trying to slow the game down, just give a timeout. And like you said, like I said, just a, a quick breath of air to, to Toronto, who, like we've said, now has their backs against the wall. Uh, we're down 3-0, now 3-1. They've got a little bit more of a belief uh, coming into their system, I got to think. But I think if you're a Panther fan, had anybody told you that the Panthers would be up 3-1 after four games, I think you'd take it. So obviously with a chance to sweep at, in your own building is is great. I know the memes are ready. And I know a lot of people were ready for that. But, hey, we're uh, 30 years in now, Kirby, and we still haven't had a sweep. But, hey, <laughs> it's 3-1. It's 3-1. You got to think about Toronto has to do that three more times. I think the Panthers have played well. It wasn't where it was a matter of panic where Maurice was like, yeah, we need to fix some things. It was just kind of like, hey, Mm -hmm. teams losing the playoffs. You can't really overreact or underreact to this. It's just a matter of it's two good teams that were playing. And unfortunately, we were on the wrong end of the stick when we've been on the right end of the stick the first three games. So pretty even, pretty even after four games between both teams. And I think for us to be up 3-1, you've got to be happy. I know we'll get into some Twitter stuff here, some social media stuff. You might have a couple Maurice quotes there as well, David. But I got to be happy because I said going into game four, up three, nothing, two things. Let's not have Bob get like shelled and get those core four guys of the Leafs going and getting confident because if that happens, they're going to start to get their confidence swagger. Maybe Bob has to get pulled. We throw line back in. You know, I'm confident with line, but you don't want that to kind of happen when you kind of have no doubt in this series being up three, nothing. And then that gives a lot of momentum to the Leafs heading back home. Now, of course they got some with Nylander finding the back of the net, uh, fortunate bounce there. Marner finding his way through kind of traffic and legs there to get his goal. But by no means did those guys go off on us and they haven't done it all series. So I think like the Leafs defense and goaltending has to play at this level to survive. And you still need big games from those core four players from the Leafs that really haven't done that in this series where you can say, well, you know, this has been a Barkoff game. This has been a Reinhardt and third line game. You kind of haven't seen that from the Leafs. So I still think there's pressure in game five going back home for Toronto. And yeah, there's a lot of things out there on Twitter with Panther fans getting ahead of themselves on the sweep and all the different memes and all the different uh, words back and forth with Leafs Nation. But then you see after the Leafs win one game, they're breaking brooms on the streets of Toronto and they're <laughs> celebrating like they've won a second round series here. Like, let's relax, everyone. So there was a, lo- a lot of banter going back and forth heading into this game four, which kind of caught me off guard when I came home and checked Twitter. And I was like kind of busy. I was like, wow, Twitter's going off right now. So it'll be interesting how we kind of settle in here. But at least we get to have a bit of a series here. Like, I'm not looking at it as a negative. I've, I've seen our team being swept before from what, New Jersey and Dating back to Stanley Cup final Colorado, I know this was something that the fan base finally wanted to achieve and see, but, you know, that's something we can continue to have on our bucket list moving forward. And it's not it's not the end of the world here. I think the Panthers, um, Alejandro, that's one of our spaces um, main speakers, he came in and said, you know, I would rather see a loss now in this series and win seven games and then we're sitting off here for a few days and say we're playing like a really tough Carolina team for example then you go into that series and you get punched in the mouth so it's good to kind of come back down to earth a little bit here if you want to call it that and then get refocused re-engaged and it's good for Paul Maurice and the coaching staff to get the guys ready for game five yeah and I said I said it Kirby I said Panthers in five so no sweat (laughs) from me I said it from the start Kind of, I mean, maybe it wasn't exactly how I played out, but hey, yeah. 3-1, I'm happy. 
I know the Panthers. Well, yeah, it kind of, David, have... just to interrupt. It kind of played out how you thought because, like, you didn't think they're just going to roll over Toronto. You thought some of these games are going to be close, and they've been all close compared yeah. to the other games in these Stanley Cup finals where there's been blowout one way, blowout the other way. You don't know how to figure these series out that are going on in the second round right now, but these have been tightly contested battles. Toronto's probably thinks they've deserved more bounces and more luck than they've had. They got some in this last game, and like, let's see what game five goes here. But you've been on the mark with that prediction, and even dating back to the summer with an Eastern Conference final prediction of Florida and Carolina. So let's go. I don't know, you're coming up like roses right now if it plays <laughs> out this way. So Yeah, both of them are up 3-1, so let's go, baby. I'm one I'm one win away from each team yeah. from getting that one right. That, that'll that'll uh, set me up nice there. Yes, yeah. Um, you know, I thought there's be a little bit more excitement and transitional game in this series, kind of like if we played Toronto last year, which right. you and I were really hoping on spaces and we didn't want Tampa. We want Toronto. So I, I expected to see a bit more of that, but it's really in the favor of Florida with kind of the decor that we have patched up that I think we're going to improve on this summer with additions. So I think it's like advantage Panthers if it's these three, two type of games and it's not opening up too much because the Panthers can play any style you want. But I right. think this type of style is really good for Toronto. And if the opponent ends up being the Hurricanes, David, I think the Panthers need to play this way to have a real good shot against right. Carolina because that's a really game opponent, which yeah, that's, that'll, get that'll into definitely down the road. be a tough one. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll talk about that hopefully in the future. Uh, if the Panthers could lock this up. I know game five will be on Friday at, uh, evening at 7 p.m. on TNT. So a lot of excitement, a lot of optimism, a lot of hope that that game is goes in Florida's way and we have a restful weekend, Kirby, and we're not stressing <laughs> about a game six coming back home with Toronto having more momentum. So, so you're fine skipping that game six and not being in attendance for that or anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I was, tell, I was telling my family uh, before game four, I've never sat because game seven, you got to remember in 2012, was at like one in the morning. So as soon as that game ended, we just left. We didn't sit to see the handshakes. We just left. We're like, this is terrible. This sucks. So I've never actually seen two teams at the FLA Live Arena shake hands. Like, good game, wow. a good series. You know, congratulations. Because we've never That's won. another thing that hasn't happened, right? We've never another won thing. a series at home. At home. Uh, in, a, wow. you know, in a clinching game. <laughs> and we've had so much home ice advantage in these series I against know. the Islanders and what, Devils. I know, I know. So Tampa Bay. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind uh, sitting around waiting for that in the future. Maybe if we could, you know, lock it in in Game yeah. Five. So that would be something. Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but that would be something for Conference Finals to see that on home ice. Yeah, and just to do it in in Toronto would just be even more sweet. Yeah, you know, that that square would be uh, would be maybe uh, flipping some cars over <laughs> or something. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> There's going to be a lot more drama if it ends uh, in Toronto for Leafs Nation. That's Absolutely. For... Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't be just too disappointed. I know that, like we've said, there were a couple people that were disappointed. I tweeted out uh, Thursday afternoon, kind of a poll that was set to be for 24 hours right before the puck dropped for game five was what do you think happens in game five uh, in the Toronto Florida Panthers series and so far about uh, 270 votes in Kirby we've got 65% of the fans saying that Toronto will or Panthers will win in regulation Uh, 12% have Toronto winning in regulation and 20% have Panthers winning in overtime so about 87% have the Panthers winning game five obviously a heavy fan base for uh, for us being a Florida Mm. Panthers uh, fan page but uh the optimism is still there. And I think what you have said and what I have said, uh, I think there's still a lot to be excited about and proud with this team 
And we're hopefully going to come away next time we record with uh, an Eastern Conference championship opponent set and ready. So I voted overtime, I believe, on that poll. I'm feeling a tight game. I don't know if that'll change (laughs) for game time. but uh, I told my wife, I said, I just hope for one. Because not one game, Kirby, have we won where it's been like, all right, we got it locked (laughs) in. You know, it's been three twos, four twos, seven fives. Four threes, three twos, two ones, whatever the thing is. We've not blown any of the opponents away. So. Even the Boston game, what, yeah. game six, that felt like it could be a Seven blowout. Five. It's still a close game, and we were losing in that game. I was like, how are we down right now in That's that what game? That's I'm saying. Overtime, what, three overtime wins, four overtime wins. Uh, like I said, seven fives, three twos, four twos, uh, three twos. It's just like, come on, let's get a 6-2 win in overtime, or a 6-2 win in Regular. game five. Just take them out easy, put them to bed, and then let's call it a third period. That seems easy as a Panthers fan. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we'll see, Kirby. I, I'm hoping that game five will go our way. A 4-1 uh, series takeover would be nice, and then we can look forward to hopefully Carolina or New Jersey. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be it'll be tough for sure. Uh, before we go here, because I think we're – are we wrapping up kind of? Um, yeah. I saw the NFL schedule released today. My Cowboys and your guys' Dolphins. I think that's around the holidays. Oh, we play you guys this year? Yeah, I think oh. it's at Miami. Oh, really? <laughs> so you and Ryan should be there for that game. That ticket's going to oh, be... Oh, boy, that'll be expensive be ticket. Expensive Kirby. ticket. I want to know the ratio of Cowboy fans in the... Because we talked about that with Bruins fans and Maple Leaf fans, so I'm curious on that one. That'll be really hot content time for us because Panther season will be in full swing. You know, Dolphins, wherever they're at in the season. Oh. And Cowboys. So, yeah, Cowboys visit the AFC East this year. So Aaron Rodgers, our daddy, as you call him, Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, that rivalry there at the Cowboys. So a lot of uh, hotly contested battles for the Cowboys here playing the AFC East. It's on the, uh, on Christmas Eve, Kirby, December 12th, 24th. Yeah. <laughs> Week I remember that this year with, with the Cowboys and Eagles and how we were talking during that time. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun uh, looking at way ahead here, but this upcoming uh, holiday season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and there's not too much. Obviously, the Heat are playing some big games right now. Yep. They they had a chance to clinch their series in New York the same night. And are you end. getting tired of the New York fans just as much as you are the Maple Leaf fans? I, I guess. I mean, I, I'm not too big into Heat Twitter. I know I've seen some stuff. Yep. But... I saw that one video on, on the streets of New York where they were yelling, we're yeah. taking you guys down in seven and all this. It was They're kind bad. of the prima donnas of the NBA, I guess we could say, just with yep. their kind of post-game interviews that they do and – after a loss, the world is burning. But after a win, they're they're sitting on Mount Rushmore, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, are they talking about these Knicks teams like Patrick Ewing? Like, let's relax here. I don't <laughs> exactly. follow the NBA as, as close as I used to, but I'm like, relax here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, exciting times down here. Like we said, Florida Panthers have a chance to clinch their series on Friday at night, and the Heat have a clinch the chance to clinch their uh, mm-hmm. series to go to the Eastern Conference on friday night as both well. as like eight seeds you know almost yeah. playing teams wild card teams that's pretty crazy yeah here in miami on friday night as well so a lot to be excited about for the south florida community hopefully friday night can give us a restful weekend with panthers and heat taking it uh and going into the eastern conference finals as the eighth seed which is just unheard of if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that that was going to happen so a lot to be excited about kirby i thank you again for uh, joining me tonight obviously we wish Ryan well as whatever movie he's watching. I hope he's enjoying and he needs uh, to hit the film room. He needs to hit the film room. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be excited for game five and 
and eager to uh, to put those Toronto Maple Leafs to bed uh, relatively soon. So uh, I know Kirby, you've been active on Twitter. I've been relatively active on Instagram and, and on Discord, and we've all been active across all of our social media platforms. So really appreciate everyone joining and the new followers and new listeners. We're really appreciative yep. to to all you guys do and anyone new in spaces or, or planning to go into spaces. We do those after every game. David, uh, over 600 listeners for game three. That nice. was crazy. After that nice. Reinhardt OT winner. So I think that was an all-time high for, for listens and playback. So yeah, appreciate know, everyone tuning into Spaces. I know on Instagram, we've gotten about 400 new followers in the last week or so. Just such an, an exciting time to be a Florida Panthers fan. I know on the Discord, we've been growing as well. So really thankful for that. We're also appreciative of all you guys listening on the podcast, over 500, 600 listens per episode. So awesome numbers to say the least uh, in our first year covering the team full on uh, this season. So really appreciative as always. And we hope that the next next episode is a preview of the Eastern Conference final. If not, it'll probably be uh, uh, probably a pregame Kirby of maybe a game oh. seven, which would oh. be worst case, <laughs> worst case scenario right now. So uh, whichever it is, whatever the case is, we appreciate you for listening and we hope to uh, listen to, and uh, get some feedback from you guys next time. And again, Kirby, thank you for joining me tonight and enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope you enjoy game five and I'll sure to be able to catch you on spaces as well, my friend. Thanks, David. And go cats. As always, like we like to say, vamos gatos. Let's go cats. Let's go Panthers. And we'll see you hopefully on the next time. Thank you guys and have a good rest of the day. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. With a lot of NHL playoff matchups going on, like the Carolina Hurricanes against the New Jersey Devils, the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Florida Panthers, the Dallas Stars against the Seattle Kraken, and the Edmonton Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights, there's a lot of options to choose from. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5 and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing but are priced differently solely based on a brand name. So a good duplicate is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare, and still pay less than what you would with some of the other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat-fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. They have earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, and over eight hours of playtime. Go to buyraycon.com 
slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buy, B-U-Y, Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buy Raycon dot com slash slash THPN.